This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it's time for Love Letters Live, Live, however you want to pronounce that word. Um, I always want to say live. I, I'm not sure why, but I apologize for saying it. But uh, this is with Janet Galen, and Janet, you have the most exciting guest today. So tell us who you're going to have on today. Thank you. I would like to introduce my exciting guest and give you a tiny bit of background, which I always like doing. My guest is Liz McGuire. A few days ago, what, Liz, about a, a week ago, I guess, a little more, I got the most lovely email. And it was, you know, she introduced herself and said, I'm such a fan of Love Letters Live. And, you know, when I, and then told me what she did. And it was just another bowl of catnip for me. And we're going to talk about what she does because there's a lot to say about flea market love letters. I couldn't get to her fast enough and ask her to join me. It's again, one of the miracles of modern time that this woman who lives in Dublin, Ireland, not a neighbor physically, but now part of my life and someone I consider a friend, the connections you make these days are as deep as if you met at a party. So I'm introducing Liz McGuire of Flea Market Love Letters. And Liz, why don't you just say what that is and then we'll start to talk about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to slow me down. I really love talking about mail. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> the, the, the word, the kindred spirits. Uh, so I started Flea Market Love Letters. It in its simplest form is an online digital archive of vintage love letters. And I started the project in officially in 2017, but I had been kind of collecting letters um, since I was in high school. So using them uh, was uh, a great way to fill my time when I was in between work for um, working from home and kind of, you know, needing something. I'm not a knitter, but I needed something to keep my hands busy. <laughs> what, what first drew you to that? I mean, what made you think of collecting letters? Sure. I, mean, I, I do it myself, so I understand it, but you're doing it on a whole, that's your project. Well, so, uh, and she always gets a name drop in the beginning when I tell this story. I was in high school and my mom gave me $20 at a flea market and we, I grew up going to flea markets. And so this was not unusual. And she said, here's 20 bucks, kind of leave me alone. So I went off and I did my thing. And then I came back to her after I bought, I think two or three tchotchkes or something. And I came back and I was like, mom, can I have more money? She was like, I just gave you 20 bucks. What do you need more money for? And I said, well, this guy has a box on his table. And so I dragged her over with me and it was a shoe box basically. And it had a bunch of letters in it and it said letters, you know, I think it was five or $10 and I had, I had nothing left. So my mom saw it as an opportunity. My kid likes to read. She's going to be home for the whole summer, you know, five bucks. This will keep her busy for a few weeks. Great. So she, gave over the cash. I came home. I had the little, the box on my lap the whole way home. I was kind of opening them up and they ended up being letters from the 1920s. So that was the first collection. What were you looking for? What were you hoping to find? That was the first collection of letters. So I had never really thought about collecting letters or even photographs. Um, everything before we came from, my family would have collected, my mom collects a lot of jewelry. Um, my dad collects a lot of books and I would have collected, you know, a little bit of both because that's so you were, how I was so you were open, open minded to whatever it brought once you got them. Oh, certainly. 
and they um i they carted them around and i tried to get people to be interested in them and the the turns out that high schoolers aren't very interested in your binder full of vintage letters so uh i loved them but i never really had anything to do with them did you ever have i mean i have a confession no sense of history really okay and and um yes I, I, none i mean i i must say all my growing up i easily saw history as yesterday's news okay now of course i am fascinated with it because people are writing more compelling history okay and i just read what was splendid in the vial about churchill i don't know if you've read that and i've it, heard of it but yeah oh well you should you should read it <clears throat> both of you because and it was difficult to read because it was so detailed. I haven't heard from this author in a while. And I think, well, the last 10 years, he's just shut himself up in libraries. But as I'm reading it, I'm realizing that he's reading letters that people wrote. He's reading letters that everyone in the Churchill family wrote. And as far as accurate history, letters is it. No, and I would have to agree. Yes, and, I, and I'm just wondering, you know, um, if, if you have any plans with this to offer them as to anybody who might be writing a book on any particular subject, are they mostly to do with love or do you find a theme in the ones you have? So I chose the name Flea Market Love Letters because the first series that I shared in 2017 was a series of love letters. Uh, it was between a young woman in England and basically her GI fiance from uh, the States. And this isn't that first collection that I bought. This was bought years later, nearly 10 years later even. Um, but that was a love letters series. So when I was sitting and I was thinking, you know, I have all these letters, what do I want to do with them? That's where flea market love letters came from. So some of the letters I've shared are, you know, partners, their husbands and wives or boyfriends to girlfriends. And others are, you know, sons to mothers and fathers. And the series that I'm talking about currently um, on the site and on the account is a World War One collection. That's a two brothers writing to their family. So okay. it's, so it's all love. It's just different kinds of love. Oh, yeah. And by the way, let us say that about love letters, that in my experience in the what, 12, 13, 14, that I've been doing this, about 10% are romantic. Mm -hmm. And the others are definitely love letters. That is to say, letters that focus on somebody else's good qualities, not just the Christmas blast about what your family did this year. I mean, those are fine to send them, but they're, you know, I don't think those are love letters. But you, you're sitting on a pot of gold historically. You just said World War II. I, I, okay, I know that you'll figure out what to do with these. I mean, maybe you'll come out with your own book of a collection. Uh, I, I would love to do something. Later. Pardon? I would love to do something like that. I've got, yeah. I've got an idea. We can talk later. Okay. Um, so has it ever occurred to you, I don't even know if it's possible, to try to send any of these letters to the descendants of, I mean, that might be difficult unless you have some real identifying marks. Sure. So one of the great things about letter collecting is that you have a first and last name and an address. Oh, uh, the envelope? Yes. So uh -huh. oftentimes genealogists, um, when I started posting about this, I 
was interested in genealogy, but I didn't, con and I don't consider myself a genealogist because genealogists are modern day detectives and <laughs> I, I, I can't hold a flame to that. But when I first started posting, that was one of the things. So I haven't actively sought out the families that I found the letters for. Um, and my attitude on this changes pretty often. In the beginning, it was because I didn't understand genealogy. Then it came from a place where you never know how the letters got in. You know how they got into your possession, but you don't know how they were, you know, how they left another person's possession. Um, yeah. And I talk often about, you know, um, just making sure that everything I do is handled with the utmost respect. So uh, I'm surprised I haven't said it yet, but I don't make any money off of the project. Actually, I probably spend more than... Same, <laughs> than same with Love Letters Live. I understand that. <laughs> so, but it's very important to me that, uh, that that's transparent because these are other people's words and other people's stories. Okay. Well, then I have another question though. Yeah. <clears throat> you got these things at a flea market and you're saying yep. you don't know how they left the people who own them. I'm guessing that they fell into the hands of a grandchild mm -hmm. to whom these letters for some reason didn't mean too much. Maybe there was no one else to pass them down to in the family. I don't know, but they weren't going to burn them. They weren't going to throw them away. Somehow they felt that they should keep going. That's what I think. Yes. So I think that's a beautiful like, way. Yes. Like, like putting, you know, Moses in the basket yeah. and shoving putting these letters off somewhere where they will end up in someone's hands and having faith. You know, I, I have some of these letters that I got and I got them at a bookstore. I walked into a used bookstore and there was a, you know, a bin of, oh, and these were written closer to 1900. And I was stunned by um, the fact that they were as easily readable. And I see yeah. that behind you, you have those, easily readable as the day they were written, which brings up a point that I want to make all the time. We think that we can put, spill our heart out into um, whatever platform or whatever we have on the computer. And it used mm -hmm. to be we put our whole heart on those little square floppy disks. <laughs> Do you remember those or you're just too young to remember those? I remember those. I remember those. Put them all on the floppy disk. Well, floppy disk, flush them. You can't access what's on there anymore. Same with VCRs. And the best storage system for what is in your heart is a letter. It is. Always accessible if you use good paper and good ink. So, yes. <laughs> so this changing technology, this, this skirts that whole issue. Yeah, it's, I think that's a beautiful way to put it. Um, I have been getting a lot of messages recently, you know, the project gets picked up every couple months and people get very interested in it and uh, doing this three years. So it's, you know, I love when I get a, a, a new reader messages and they're like, when I looked at your page, I called my mom and I said, do you have Nana's letters? And she said, what do you want those for? And I asked her to mail them to me because especially now with quarantine and with lockdowns all over the world, there are people who, you know, they have not unlimited, but they have time on their hands and archiving and curating a project like this is very time consuming. I was, so I was a lot the of people are, Yeah, I was the beneficiary of exactly what you're saying. I got a call from a woman I was friends with. We were college roommates our first year. So this was 1960. 
And we've stayed very close. She's heaven. Mona, I love her. And she writes to me after this pandemic started. <clears throat> and she's home and she's got time and she's cleaning out closets and wanted to know if I was still in touch with Joanne, our third roommate. Well, I had lost touch with Joanne, a girl I loved. We were good friends. I was a bridesmaid at her. I mean, we were, but then we lost touch with her moving and yeah. 50 years, no contact. She said, are you still in touch with Joanne? And I said, I haven't been. She said, well, I found a whole bunch of letters that she wrote to me and I want to give them back to her. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll find her. I spent three <laughs> days, the CIA could learn from me. I spent three days and I found her. I, I don't even know how. I found some little tiny image and I knew it was her 50 years later. She's still gorgeous. And anyway, we, we got in touch. She got her letters. Mona sent me the letters I wrote to her. Mm -hmm. And it was the, the point of found letters. Mm -hmm. they, it's always a portal to something stunning. Absolutely. Stunning. You know, friendships recap. My favorite, and then I'm going to ask you your favorite. <laughs> okay. A woman who found a letter, just the short version is, and she wanted to do a love letters live with me. She tells me this story. She found a letter that was stuck somewhere in the back of a drawer. Okay. <laughs> never knew about it. Opens the letter and it's a letter from her father's sweetheart to him. You know, while he was married to someone else, <clears throat> they had a baby. And this letter had a picture of the birth announcement. The woman was now married to somebody else. Long story, interesting. And <laughs> this woman finds this letter and says, my God, I've got a, I've got a sister. Contacts the mother of this baby. Uh -huh. They're all adults now. Contacts the mother of this baby. And the mother says, I've been waiting for your call all these years. This is a novel, Janet. I know. <laughs> Anyway, she tells me the story. They, they, she figures a way to meet that she signs herself up. I'm not going to tell to her. And then she wants to do this with me. And I called her later that day. I said, you can't do this. I can't let you tell this story and all the detail because it's secret. This girl still doesn't know she's the biological. Oh. Uh-huh. So, yeah. but meanwhile, my friend has a wonderful relationship with the mother mm. and newly found sister oh isn't that beautiful i mean it gets even weirder and more beautiful but what's your favorite if you have one or what's uh, one that was the the most powerful letter i would say that i found is um often you don't have photographs that come with these letters because they are upwards of 70 years old they've been you know they often they've been passed around and um about a year and a half ago, I was gifted a collection of letters and I was gifted, I think it was eight or 10. And the seller had kind of, you know, they'd had them out on the table. They'd been purchased for me as a gift. And I was told, if you like them, we can get the rest of them kind of, you know, read them and see. And I am very much a, um, I'm not a hoarder, but when it comes to letters, if I know they have strays, I need the strays because I need it all to stay together. So I was reading this collection and um, the seller had hinted that the gentleman who had written it, it was a love triangle basically. And one of the, it was World War II and one of the gentlemen had died. And so I was reading these letters and knowing it was the first time where I knew kind of the fate about one of the writers. And it was 
one of the biggest times that I came up against, you know, is what I'm doing ethical? Where does the line come? You know, these are other people's personal stories. What do you include? What do you not include? Stuff like that. And um, so I went to my dad who had got me the letters and I said, I, I need the rest of them. I was like, I'm not going to enjoy it because it was emotional. There was more baggage than I had before. And I was just like, I need the rest of them. So we got the rest of them. Um, flash forward, I'm back in Ireland. I have them with me and I'm going through them. And the last letter that I have uh, from the gentleman who dies actually has his photo in it. And I didn't know that until I was kind of going through the process. Uh -huh. So my process is I take them out, I photograph them, I type them as I go. Um, and then I share them to the site and to the Instagram. And as I was going along this, you know, I sort of open up this letter and then sliced into the onion paper is just this little, little itty bitty soldier's picture. And it's the last letter I have from him. I don't suspect it's the last he wrote because I had a reader actually who looked him up and she says that if she's found him, he would have passed away in 1943 and this letter was from 1942. But the, sim the, 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 the universe of it being the only photo I had, the last letter, what I knew happened, it, that, that's probably my most treasured, if I could treasure one. It's hard to pick a most treasured or most favorite. I want to talk to you about handwriting. Of course. Because, uh, you know, handwriting is king. Everybody with a uh, word processor has Lucida Bright and Helvetica. By the way, I just, I just read from a, some designer, there was an article that, oh, if you use Helvetica now, you've just got like the worst taste in the world. Right, nobody uses it. Well, I love it. But anyway, so handwriting, nobody has your handwriting. True. Nobody. And I don't know if you and Karen get letters once in a while from a friend and you know the minute you look at the envelope who that's from. Yeah. Right? You know who wrote that letter. So did you, I see they're very clearly written behind you. Are they all in English, the ones you have? So um, the letters, yes. And through, I, actually just over the summer, I did another project within Flea Market called The Diary. Um, and that was a diary that I came by through, we were doing as a family, we were doing an estate clearance. Um, and I inherited all of these papers, oh. sort of, you know, notebooks and, and things like that. And they were all written in German. And so I got those in 2011, 2012, maybe. And I kind of, it was always beautiful. And I kind of, it was the 1930s Austria. And I was always sort of like, whoa, it was a big period of time to decide to go public with it. So I went to, um, I actually made a more I, historical gold. Yeah. So I, I made a friend, um, through my, through the Instagram account and her name is Gret and she's from, or maybe Greta, she's from Germany. And she, and I got to talking, she was helping me with some projects. And I said, you know, I have this diary that's entirely in German. And I was like, warning, it's Austria in the 1930s. So I was like, I don't know what's in there. Right. Um, and so she offered to translate it. So I took a photograph of every page, sent her every page, and she typed up the diary. So it's a young girl named Charlotte. It's her childhood diary. It's written over three or four years. Um, Charlotte would go on to move to California. She lived in Hollywood with her dad. He was an opera, uh, not a composer, but a... She was probably my next conductor. door neighbor. Do you remember her name? Uh, Charlotte Anderson was her maiden name. Okay. No, all right. Always worth yeah. asking. Okay. 
I loved it because when we inherited all of her stuff, um, you know, inherited, we basically taking care of the estate. We got all of her papers um and her high school yearbook was there and my mom was the one who was running the kind of the making sure everything for the estate worked well and she went she called me downstairs I was in high school and she was like Liz do you know Charlotte went to high school with Betty White I did not know oh this is like my whole family upbringing okay so what high school did she go to Beverly Hills High I think okay so that's Beverly Hills that's not exactly how because I lived down the street from Hollywood doesn't matter this isn't about me okay so I I have a love it though universe <laughs> question i know we're all i mean my connections with karen here is just endless um who knew i have a question about you're doing other things because i tend to be a total micromanager mm-hmm. sometimes and that is have you ever maybe you've done this gotten in touch with law offices estate lawyers and funeral homes and let them know that you are in the market for found letters? So I haven't, uh, I haven't gone to that level. I, so the name for the project comes from me going to markets and kind of buying these up. But that's to say that, and I I always forget to mention him. My mom always gets a lot of airtime, but my dad is the, the online sleuth. So there's a few times a year where (laughs) I'll just start to get all of these emails from eBay and they're all forwarded emails. And he's he's sort of like, he he finds the most interesting sort of collections, but he really likes the, the, you know, the bidding game and the stuff like that. He likes the letters as well. But so recently the collection has gone from a couple hundred that I had from flea markets to almost, I want to say 700 to a thousand feels big, but it feels near um, of letters across from the state's end in Ireland. I mean, that's fair to call yourself flea market forever, even if you get them in other methods, because that's how you started. Yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you. I, I, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are like, you get them on eBay. And I'm like, eBay's a virtual oh. flea market. <laughs> By the way. Yeah, that's right. I didn't think of that. But yes, so many ways. Okay. I know you'll do. I know you'll do a lot about handwriting. Uh, okay. Just share a little story. Um, one of my guests early on when it was, it doesn't matter, but in the beginning it was radio for several years. And one of my guests <coughs> was looking for a recipe from her mother who had died too young. And it, it was just, you know, the, the, the relationship between my friend and her mother was just so, so close and so good and just beautiful. And anyway, her mother died and she was looking for a chicken soup recipe actually. And she couldn't find it and she couldn't find it. So she calls her sister and says, I can't, I can't find, you know, mommy's recipe. And she said, well, I, you know, I'll just send it to you. I mean, I have it. I have, you know, I've written it down. I can send you the recipe. She said, no, I need the index card. I need her handwriting. It has to be in her handwriting. And that handwriting brings people right in front of you again. It does. It just brings, I find. Yes. So when, when people get a copy of a found letter, I mean, the kind of gift that is, and about photographs, have you noticed, I mean, I've noticed this, when you give an old photograph to someone to look at, anything that that happens there that you've noticed that the person does with that photograph? Um, well, when I, the example I'll use is when it's my mom, she always tells me what she's wearing. <laughs> Oh, okay. But you know, an old photograph, like let's say of your grandparents, 
generation or some photograph of your grandparents at the beach with, I'll tell you what I see, give somebody an old photograph and the first thing they do is turn it over. Oh, fair enough. You, I, this is, this makes me think, where are they? You asked me to have some prezzies ready for you. I got some ready for you. I think what people are looking for when they turn it over is something in handwriting. They are for a note about mm -hmm. that event. They're looking for the heartbeat. Go ahead. I'm just I'm just saying, as you're saying that, I, I'm listening, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm flipping this over and I'm wondering, do we have it? Do we have an example? <laughs> Got one here. I don't know. The background makes it hard. Yeah, the background's really you can it describe. Up. It is a photograph of a woman standing in front of a one of the old style um, TP motels. She's standing in the doorway of it, and it says Wigwam Motel, Sanburn Caliph, June 1953. It, it there's something about finding the handwriting. Okay. It tells um, so much. I, I would totally agree. I hadn't even thought about that, about photographs. And that's the thing, as I collect photographs as well, it should have come right to the top. <laughs> do, you, do you have an Instagram account? Is that worldwide? We do. So we, it's me. <laughs> uh, the project is just at flea market love letters, all one word. But are you, are you uh, posting the love letters themselves? Yes. So oh, okay. I'll, yeah. I'll look at that. Please do. Yeah. Right now we're doing the, um, I have them here beside me. I didn't realize the background would be as distracting as it is. Um, but I have, uh, right now I'm doing the World War II, the World War One series. And it's very fitting, I think, because they are, um, we're post Armistice Day at this point. And we're kind of in the period between 1918 and 1919, where they, uh, the brothers are talking about going back uh, to the, their family home in New Mexico. And they are talking about a little thing called quarantine and the Spanish flu. <laughs> oh, okay. So there you go, looping around. Yeah. Looping around. And, and the letters that people write today, you know, I, I did want to mention this because the letters that people write today are going to be this history in a relatively short time. Yeah. And, and as valuable. Um, and... I just want to say, and I'm, I'm sure you realize this, but to anybody listening, it is so important to use good paper and indelible ink. And I mm -hmm. talk about this in my workshops. And yet when I wrote a letter to my niece, it got wet. It got wet because it was raining and the post, you know, and everything got washed off. I mean, the address was barely visible. The inside was just, and she, I, I did this. I did this on not good paper and not indelible ink. And she said, Aunt Janet, can you just write me that letter again? I could only read part of it, but I need to know. No, I couldn't write it again because I don't know what I said. Yeah. Which to another point, we live in an era of miracles. Take photographs of the letters that you send. Yes. Okay. Oh, I want to thank you for doing this with me today. Oh, it's been such a treat. This is so fun. <laughs> yes, this is so fun. And if there's any way we can kind of hook up and you know, spread the word about what you do more. Um, let's just be in touch. Let's do, yeah. I actually, um, before I hopped on here, I took a little video about um, kind of setting up to talk to you guys today. So that's up on the Instagram at the moment. And um, when Good. our chat goes up, I'll share it. I have an email newsletter that you can sign up for on the flea market website. Um, and that's just www.fleamarketloveletters.com. It's okay. a handy little 
pop-up that comes up and it's just once a month we send out a letter um, all things letter collecting I do a little bit of the collector's corner at the bottom with different articles about letters from the internet I share blog posts I share letters we're writing and I share opportunities like love letters live thank you uh, and you're gonna do a book someday about uh, some kind of a history book I would love to um, so the first project that I've done yes <laughs> The first project that I've actually done ends tomorrow. Uh, two weeks ago, I launched a fundraiser for veterans. So we are currently fundraising for an organization called Hope for the Warriors. So uh, we designed um, mugs and sweatshirts that said, write more letters. My partner's a graphic designer. So he did a little logo for me right. and <laughs> we, we made up some sweatshirts. So we've made about $200 through the sale of those and through a Facebook fundraiser, we've, we're close to 1500. Is this, is this a 501 C? I mean, is this a something where people make donations and it's staff? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, send me a link on this and then we can talk more, but let's just be in touch forever and see what we can do together. In life. Yeah. Let's write letters, Janet. Let's write letters. Karen, you want to write some letters? <laughs> Karen actually, Karen actually did a wonderful letter to her mother several years after her mother had passed away. Oh, oh. I, I want to tell you, writing, writing letters to the deceased is a whole other joy, but that's not what we're yeah. talking about today. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I wish we could talk forever. This has been such a treat. Thank you well, so much. We'll do it more. We can't do FaceTime, can we, if you're in Ireland and I'm in California? Well, we can if I give you um, some time to do your crossword in the morning. We can, we can do a FaceTime in the morning. <laughs> oh, can we? Yeah, we can do it through Facebook. Oh, 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 I'll learn how to do that. Okay, thank you, dear. Okay, I'm going to say goodbye for now, and I'll be just talking to you later. Oh, I can't wait. I do have your address. So, Karen, I'll get yours, and I'll believe me, there will be letters in the post. <laughs> for me, too. Uh, yes, yes Karen, and I, Karen and I have written, sent each other things in the post. Yes, it's wonderful. Okay, oh, so because all right, ladies. something like that shows up on your otherwise rather dismal mail pile these days. It's like getting a bag of diamonds. All right, darling. Goodbye. <laughs> Talk to you later. Goodbye, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.